Rule number three. It's better to have an enemy who honestly says they hate you than a friend who is secretly putting you down. glamorizing the lifestyle, learn from this. Based on true events, most of it happened. The Wolf Among Sheep On my way to the hotel, I made a stop at Walgreens, and you wouldn't guess who I saw. Peaches and Plum. They're best friends who hoe together. I call them Peaches and Plum because they're not necessarily the most popular fruit in the basket, but somebody likes it. Peaches is high yellow, about six feet tall, very athletic build. Plum is maybe 5'10", dark skin and slim. They both look like they're in the mid to late 30s, even though I think they're around 25 and 26. They are what I like to call the mean girls of rent men. Hey y'all, I said, surprised that they happen to be here at the same time as Crisco. What a coincidence, I thought to myself. Full disclosure, Crisco and Peaches had a falling out a few months back in Chicago. From what I can ascertain, they were supposed to take the trip here together, hang out, and work. It was romantically motivated by one and an opportunity for a discounted hotel stay for the other. Funny enough, if that would have played out the way Crisco expected it to, I probably wouldn't be doing this line of work today. What ended up happening is Peaches brought Plum to Chicago with him. Now that's three escorts in one hotel fighting for the same clientele. Never good. Peaches lied to Crisco telling him that Plum would be staying with family while he was in town after the first night. Instead, they ended up convincing Crisco to use his Marriott discount to get them their own room the next day. Well played if you ask me. The first time I met them was after I booked Crisco for a massage. Yes, I indulged in a good rub down here and there. After the massage, we talked about all the gyms being closed and he showed me all the workout equipment he brought with him. So we decided to meet up again to get a session in before he left town. Later in the week, we finally found time to link for this workout session, and right before we got a chance to start, there was a loud knock at the door. In comes Peaches and Plum. Peaches had to be high on something because that bitch came in pupils wider than backhoe tires and sweating like he just ran a marathon. They walked in the room as if they owned the place without even acknowledging Crisco. Peaches walked right over to me and said, Hey, who are you? I looked at Crisco like, um, whose crackhead is this? Um, I'm Body, bro. I'm Peaches, and he's Plum. So what are you guys doing? Are you about to work out? Where do y'all know each other from? I'm about to change and work out too then. Come on, Plum. Let's go change clothes. I never got a chance to respond to any of these questions. As you notice, I didn't have much to say about Plum. He just seemed to follow Peaches wherever he went like a little lapdog. As they headed to the door, Crisco looked over at me and said, I'm sorry, man. It's cool, but are they all right? The light-skinned one seemed a bit skittish. Yeah, it's a long story. We all worked out in this small room doing circuit training. I took some pre-workout that had me sweating pretty hard. Peaches must have thought I was high as well because he kept saying, 
you got some good shit too, huh? Not sure what shit he's referring to, but I just nodded my head in agreement. Midway through circuit training, Peaches and Plum began taking pictures and going live on their Instagrams. I noticed how they meticulously kept Crisco out of frame. You guys mind if I live stream too? Crisco asked. I don't care, I replied. Peaches and Plum looked at each other before announcing they had to go before Crisco even had a chance to grab his phone. Oh yeah, those crazy physiques are typically enhanced by steroids. Lots and lots of steroids. Just FYI, before you do it, just look at the side effects first. Man boobs, limp dicks, and a short temper. I let Crisco inject me with something before, and there was a literal painful knot on my ass that took weeks to go away. I thought I was going to be on an episode of Botched. On my way home, I called Crisco, and he was telling me how he felt played by Peaches because they barely spent any time together during this trip. Wanting to cut his losses, he decided to leave a day early without mentioning it to Peaches. Without Crisco there to use his hotel discount, they had to pay full price for their room. Peaches was furious and sent a scathing text message to Crisco. I'm sure with his temperament, Crisco's response wasn't for the faint of hearts either. Hey man, how's it going? Plum said. It's going great. How long have you guys been here? I asked. A few days now. We're staying up the street. Where are you staying? Peaches asked. Right next door. I'm just picking up some oils before I check in. They were both fashionably dressed in the latest Italian garbs. Anytime I'm on the road, the last thing I'm thinking about is what I'm wearing, especially when my job consists of being naked for most of the day. You should stop by later on. We're going to party, said Peaches. I didn't know at the time what party meant, and my phone was ringing nonstop. I quickly exchanged numbers and agreed to hang out with them later this evening. Well, I have to go get ready, guys. Hit me up later, I said while walking towards the register. Hello? Hello, buddy. Where are you? I don't know why this man doesn't understand that aggressive yelling he be doing doesn't resonate well with my spirit. I'm all for the motherland, but we're in America and that abrasive ass talking will get you cursed out or worse. I'm at the store grabbing some oils. I respond, not sure why he's asking or better yet, why I'm answering his questions. I'm at the hotel lobby. I'll wait for you here. Adios mio, I said to myself. I met the crazy African during my first trip to D.C. He's a chef with his own restaurant. A middle-aged bald guy, not terribly out of shape, but he's definitely getting high off his own supply at that restaurant of his. Our first massage was pretty weird, and I don't know why I haven't blocked him after that experience. See, I typically try to control the situation when I'm giving a massage. I learned very quickly that not being assertive will have these pervs thinking they can do whatever they please to you. As I massaged his back, he kept looking up at me. I wouldn't have minded, but he insisted on keeping the lights on. Buddy, you are so handsome, he said. Thanks, man. You're not bad yourself, I replied. So, you like me, he said, looking at me as if I was a piece of meat out in the wild. At this point, I got pretty damn nervous. Don't get me wrong, I could probably kick his ass with no problem if it came to that. I just didn't want to have to fight nobody in a hotel room, butt naked, doing massages. Yeah, man, you seem pretty nice, 
I said while trying to locate the butter knife from the food I had earlier that day. I wasn't planning on using it, but as he stood up, that seemed more and more like an option I may have to take. I want to be one with you, buddy! Now at this point, I felt like my goodies were being threatened, and this damn fool wasn't about to fuck me up a wall. His dick was longer than a water hose! Excuse me? I said to him, the veneered smile leaving my face. I came to dance for y'all, that's it. I felt like Ebony at Junior's bachelor party. Side note, Junior could have got it. Hell, he wasn't getting married until tomorrow. I wondered why she fucked her cousin man, but had morals all of a sudden when it came to Junior. I guess Diamond knocked some sense into her ass after all. I almost got out of character with him, so I just had to channel my inner Beyonce and put my best fake smile back on. After all, he's paying top dollar for my services. It's best to regain control of situations like these by being charming. So I politely explained that I'm not a prostitute and that he should just enjoy the massage. I typically say something like, if you really like me the way you say you do, ask me out to dinner or something. Then you hit him with the, you're way too handsome to be paying for sex anyway, love. Hell, the last time I had to take dick was with my ex, and it wasn't a quarter of the size, and typically only lasted long enough for a commercial break. This Dikembe Mutombo-looking motherfucker probably has some stamina. I wanted to say, no, 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 not in my cheeks. He stood in front of me with that 2x4 he called a penis, aimed at me like a bullseye. We stood there for almost two minutes straight. I'm not even sure he blinked, and I wasn't sure the reverse psychology tactics were working either. Plan B was to start swinging, but he eventually just laid back down and let me finish. So, you want to go on a date with me? He asked, staring up at me as if he was in some sort of dream. I hesitated for a moment, and I've been doing good thus far not lying, but this situation warranted it. Yeah, man, I think it'd be fun. As I wrapped up the massage, he quickly got dressed. For a moment, I thought he was about to run out the door without paying. He hands me a wad of cash from what I could see. It was enough big bills that it didn't warrant me counting. He gives me a tight hug and then reaches in for a kiss. I turn my head, his lips grazing my left cheek. I don't kiss strangers, I said in the nicest way I could muster, feeling disgusted yet again. I am no stranger, buddy. He proclaimed, stay with me, come back to DC and stay with me for a week in my place, you and I alone. Um, sure, I'll let you know when, okay? You promise? I'll show you good time. Uh, yep, I replied with my fingers crossed behind my back. Now, I'm not sure if any of you guys seen Silence of the Lambs, but he was not about to have me trapped in a hole in his basement waiting to get skinned alive. After that encounter, he would call me all the time. Due to the fact that I don't save anyone's number in my phone, I kept mistakenly answering. Buddy, why haven't I heard from you? When are you coming back to me? I want to see you now. And that was him during a good day. Me not blocking or at least saving names in my phone is why I told him I'll be back in D.C. and letting him book an appointment. I was mad at myself and I'm sure he's going to attempt to be one with me, whatever the fuck that means, or die trying. 
Why don't you call, buddy? I'd be really busy, man. You see how much I travel for work. I responded. I call you're busy. I call you're busy. I don't understand. I like you. Why you not like me? He asked rhetorically. I turned up the music to drown out the incessant questions. As I neared the end of the massage, a sigh of relief. This went pretty well without any incidents, I thought to myself. Considering I didn't have to grab my butter knife this time, I decided to do some warm compressions on his legs to help with the edema. He got a little excited, to say the least. Now, this is a normal occurrence at this point. I'm so used to seeing naked bodies, I feel like a mortician. Uninterested and unbothered. Honestly, my sex drive is at an all-time low. And that's really low if you know how low my shit already was before this. I didn't have the energy to charm my way through this, and I felt like it was punishment for not blocking him last time. All done, I said. He hopped off the bed, penis fully erect, walking towards me. Now, if I liked penis, or even him for that matter, I might have played it a lot smoother. Buddy, let me pokey pokey. Man, if you don't put your damn clothes on, I said while clicking my heels together. There's no place like home. There's no place like home, I thought to myself, closing my eyes briefly. Damn, it didn't work. Buddy, I want to pokey. Bruh, I said, inhaling deeply as my patience ran out. How much to pokey pokey? You told me to wait, and I wait, and I wait. The time to pokey is now. I need to think quickly, and this entire incident is triggering the fuck out of me. 1500 on top of the 250 for the massage, and you only have seven minutes because my next client is in the lobby. Now, I knew the man wasn't going to pay it, but at this point, I was probably going to get raped by not giving him a number. 1500 to pokey pokey? I'm not paying 1500 for that, he barked. Oh, I'm not worth 1500, I replied. For a moment, I was a little offended, but I quickly remembered that was part of the plan. Yes, you're worth it, but I cannot pokey you in seven minutes. Five minutes. You only have five minutes now, I replied, pointing at the clock. He put his clothes on and finally left. Surprisingly, my butthole remained unharmed during that encounter. Hey, how's your appointments coming along? Zamunda tried to take the cakes again. Mm-hmm. I bet he could do some damage. I can organize your contacts so that you'll know who's calling you from now on. Cool. Just send me the iMessage information, and I'll get started on it. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Later that evening, I get a call from Peaches asking me if I still wanted to stop by. Sure, I can stop by for a minute. I don't have any clients at the moment. Now, Crisco was more my friend than they were, but he hasn't been much of a friend lately, so I didn't feel bad about hanging out with these hoes. This is my first time chilling with the mean girls since the hotel in Chicago. Lord, I hope they don't think I do coke, I thought to myself. Drugs seem to be the norm for a lot of these guys, oftentimes working just to pay for a habit. It's quite sad, to be completely honest. I was surprisingly pretty booked considering all the people in town. I don't have the best body or face, but I try to compensate my shortcomings by being respectful and compassionate. It also doesn't hurt that I keep my rates reasonably low in comparison to the competition. Clearly, 
those two had plenty of time on their hands. Now you have some people who work tirelessly like myself. Not that I want to pat on the back or anything, I just know that this is temporary, and after I do it for a year, I honestly plan on not doing it in this capacity anymore. Others do this and go shopping and take trips for the gram. I finally went over to see what Peaches and Plum were up to. They were staying in a very upscale hotel, way more expensive than the Hyatt place I used for a quarter of the price. I made sure to bring a Gatorade with me. I don't even trust people to accept a glass of water. I got an early life lesson about accepting anything from anyone. Hey y'all. Hey buddy. They both said in harmony. I believe they share one brain at this point. I walked into the hotel room as they sat in front of the television, watching old school videos of Gladys Knight performances. Peaches turned the volume down and sat next to me casually pulling out his phone. So, body, have you been busy here in D.C.? Peaches asked, Plum looking over at me curiously. Yeah, I've been extremely busy, I replied. That's good. You pulled out a small bag of some white powdery substance, sniffing a line of it off his hand. We've been busy too, Plum exclaimed. Peaches, now looking over at him, annoyed. I've been busy, Plum. I've been busy too. Peaches snapped at him. That's what I said. Plum responded, seemingly confused. You want a bump? Peaches asked. I do. Plum shouted excitedly. No thanks, I said quickly. He nonchalantly proceeded to do another line off of the table. How much do you charge? Plum asked, trying to change the subject as if this one question has been killing him to find out. Mind you, this is the most I've ever spoken to this man. So I was a little taken aback. The fact that he had a voice, let alone the ability to hold a conversation, was quite surprising, regardless of how awkward the conversation may be. Um, I have different rates, so it varies. I responded as Plum looked at Peaches, waiting for his next command. You want a bump? Peaches asked again. No thanks. I responded now, feeling pretty uncomfortable. This is the third time I was asked to do coke in the past 20 minutes. Plum walks over and lights a blunt, blowing the smoke purposely in my direction. You smoke? He asked. No, it makes me paranoid, I replied. We got liquor. I'm okay, thanks though. I guess this is what they meant by party. Fix him a drink, Peaches told Plum, who hastily walked to the kitchenette. Peaches went into the bathroom for a moment and the smell of burnt plastic came pouring out upon his return. Plum hands me a glass of something, but I continue to sip my Gatorade instead. Peaches, who now seemed to be in somewhat of a daze, came over to me and said, Different rates, huh? I showed them my menu with all my prices. They whispered to each other, glancing over at me from time to time. Now, I don't think you guys understand how weird it is to be in a room with two other grown men and they're literally whispering in each other's ear and clearly I'm the topic of discussion. I think we have a problem, Peaches said. Plum, looking over his shoulder, nodding in agreement. What's the issue? I asked, bewildered. 
your prices are too low. Plum once again blurted out, causing Peaches to side-eye him for his lack of tact. My prices are too low, I said. Now, I'm not a full-service person, so I can't be out here charging astronomical prices. Like I stated earlier, I'm selling a dream, not fulfilling every John, Dick, and Harry's fantasies. But you have something on your menu called full fantasy, Plum said while walking toward the bathroom. I'm not 100% sure, but it sounded like he murmured, cheap lying bitch, as he closed the door. Seconds later, the same burnt plastic smell Peaches had following him outside the restroom moments ago was back. Peaches looked at me while placing his hand gently on my knee. Hun, you'll never get a pair of Balenciagas with these H&M prices. Lifting his legs so that I can see that he had a pair on. But I'm not slinging dick or getting banged out, I replied. You're not, Peaches said in shock. Why? It's just not my thing, I replied. Plum walked back into the room and they began whispering to each other again, handing me back my phone. Just in the nick of time, Bottom Bitch calls me out of the blue. Hey. What's up? Nothing. What you doing? I'm about to head back to the hotel. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you have an out call. I'm about to text you the address. Bet. I just don't want to be all used up. No offense, I said. Used up? Plum barked at me, visibly upset. <laughs> what I meant to say is, well, I guess that's why you're making pennies on the dollar. Feeling uncomfortable, I quickly got up and said my goodbyes. Well, I have another client, so I have to go get ready, I informed them. Peaches walked me to the door while Plum rolled his eyes and they gave me a hug before I left. Be safe, Plum said before I got into my Uber. As I approached my client's house, I received a text message from Peaches. Hey, if you are too booked, let us know. Plum hasn't had one client since he arrived. Okay, I'll see what I can do, I replied. I guess all he is making enough for is a pair of Balenciagas, I thought to myself. I immediately left my therapist a message scaling the next available appointment. That entire incident just felt like deja vu. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe for notifications. Tune in next week for more amazing content. Join my Patreon where I'll be answering your questions and dropping exclusive content. Human trafficking is a situation in which an individual is compelled to work or engage in commercial sex through use of force, fraud, or coercion. If the individual is under the age of 18 and engaging in commercial sex, they are experiencing it regardless if force, fraud, or coercion is also taking place. If you believe you may have information about a trafficking situation, call the National Human Trafficking Hotline, toll-free hotline, at 1-888-373-7888. Anti-trafficking hotline advocates are available 24-7 to take reports of potential human trafficking. 
text the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 233-733. Message and data rates may apply.